Welcome to the Cash Confident Podcast. I'm Bray Sedano, your fearless host, personal finance expert, and the visionary behind the revolutionary Cash Confident community. Get ready to embark on an electrifying journey where we redefine the rules of money and empower women to harness the immense power to craft the life they truly, truly desire. This podcast is the ultimate resource meticulously crafted for women who are ready to unleash their financial prowess and embrace a life of abundant success. We leave no stone unturned as we delve into the depths of money management, mindset mastery, and the undeniable influence of emotions on your financial decisions. Prepare to rise above the societal limitations and break free from the chains that have held you back as we equip you with the tools and knowledge to make bold, confident choices with your cash. We believe that true financial power begins with knowledge, and that is exactly what we deliver. So buckle up, my fierce and ambitious friends, as we embark on this transformative journey to becoming cash confident together. are here today for the Cash Confident Podcast with Bree Sedano, and I am mm, excited to talk to you today. Today, we are going to be working on money mindset versus money vibes, and I'm going to use this episode today to just explain to you what's the difference and how these two things play together in your relationship with money, Um, and I think it's worth understanding that these two things are highly, highly interconnected and that your mindset leads your emotions and that your emotional state can really play back into your mindset. So they're very interconnected, but today we're going to talk about them like they're two separate things. So that way you can start to understand. And one of the main reasons that you'll want to do this is most of the time when I'm working with people, there is, we as a culture really, really value the mind. We really, we spend a lot of time on education. We talk about education. We talk about the the linear mind, um, planning, executing, logic, reason, science, all very, very highly valued. And that's that's okay. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and in overvaluing that side, generally, we undervalue some of them, the softer sides. We undervalue the emotional states. We undervalue uh, the intuition you know, the inspiration, the inspired actions, the impulses that we get to to take action. And we undervalue really the, the emotional state that's going to color and flavor our reality. And the way that this shows up when I'm working with clients is a lot of times they're trying to solve all the problems in the mindset. They're trying to solve so many problems with the mind, problems that maybe don't even have anything to do with the mind. And so that's one one thing that happens. Other times people work on their mindset so much and they set their intentions and they really do a lot of work to create the reality, but they didn't consider the emotional flavors that go into it. So a lot of people have a reality that looks so good. They have a house that's Pinterest perfect. They have the, you know, a marriage, they have kids, they have dogs, they have money in the bank, they have designer bags, but inside they don't feel fulfilled. They feel empty. They feel, you know, all, all kinds of just heavy, dark, dense emotions because they, you know, the mind can be a slave driver. Your mind can really, really uh, push your body to its limits and really not take into consideration the emotions because the body feels the emotions. The mind 
the the mind can just be aware of an emotion. It's it doesn't really feel it the way your body does. And so getting into what's the difference between these two things and what kind of problems you can solve in the mental realms and what kind of problems that you should drop into the emotional or energetic realms, I think is a really important topic um, for balance and basically to be happy, like basically for joy. The purpose is for you to have a better life, better feeling life, right? Better feeling life. All right. So let's just start with talking about mindset. So what is mindset? So our mindset are the way that our brain learns is we have a life experience. Our brain puts a story, a meaning to it. Um, and that becomes part of a truth, part of, part of something that we know to be true because we experienced it. And so these belief structures, you know, that these things will become little mental structures, these beliefs. And depending on where they are in our, in our psyche, they may impact us in different ways. So beliefs are basically just things that we know to be true about the world, right? And there can be a thing called a limiting belief. So let's just say, for example, I grew up, uh, let's just say lower middle class. So what I saw happen was people work hard for their money. Money was an, was a source of stress or the lack of money was a source of stress. Money was a source of fighting. Money felt separating to me from other people, right? So maybe I knew people who were upper middle class and I felt different than them. I felt separate than them, right? So those are are all things that I know to be true because they were part of my experience. Now, when we look at belief structures, Sometimes one way to look at at truth is just imagining, I like to call it fragments of truth. So like if you're watching, you will see that I'm picking up a, a glass, uh, a glass jar that's full of water. But if you're on the potty, if you're just listening, I'm picking up a glass jar full of water. And um, let's just say that glass jar is the entirety of truth about money, like the universal truths. And let's just say I smash that glass into 10,000 bits. Now, the piece that I pick up is going to be the truth because it is a fragment of the truth, but it is not the entirety of the truth. So when sometimes we have belief structures that we can, that can be limiting to us because while they're true, they're not the truth that we want anymore. So let's just say, we'll go back to my example. If I grew up lower middle class and people worked hard, but I don't want to work hard, I'm going to have evidence that that is incongruent with what I desire. And so that may cause a limitation. It may cause a stickiness. It may cause me to not be able to see something. You know, like I will tell you that the idea that you have to work hard for money will make you disregard ideas that could be easy. You, you, you may be able to do something more efficiently, easier. And if you do it, if you do do it, you may feel guilty or you may feel undeserving because you didn't meet your own belief structures. Like you didn't, you're on the wrong side of your own judgment, basically. Like if it's right, like a lot of people will say things like easy come, easy go. Or if it didn't, if it wasn't hard to do, it's not worth having some, something to that effect. All right. So belief structures are just things that you know to be true. And you can shift those by starting to 
just acknowledge, hey, I had this experience. Other people had a different experience. I can choose to have a different experience. I can choose to create an upper little, you know, I can have a wealthy lifestyle even if I grew up poor or even if I grew up lower middle class or whatever else, right? That's, that is possible, right? So your beliefs, when they're about the outside world, they're really going to indicate to you what you think is possible or what you think is possible for you or somebody like you. Um, And this is a place where a lot of people can get really stuck because if you have belief structures that are incongruent with your desires, you're not going to be able to fully connect to it. You're not really going to be able to make a plan. You're not going to really be able to think like a lot of times when people have too many limiting beliefs, they'll say things to me like, I cannot even imagine making that much money. Like it's a thing I could not even imagine. Now your brain is fully capable of imagining that, but those belief structures that you have limit your thinking to the realities that you've known, right? And so sometimes we have to take those belief structures down and that's mindset work. It's a mindset work to disprove to yourself um, that just because you grew up one way means that you have to stay that way. That's not, that's not true, right? And so questioning the truth about things is one way to really work in the mindset realm. Is it, is it true that because I grew up one way, I have to continue to live that way? No, not true. Is it true that I could? Absolutely. Absolutely. I could, but I don't have to, I get to choose. Right. And so the limitations around beliefs are going to very much be in the mental realm. You're going to not be able to put a plan together. You're not going to be able to formulate it. You're not going to be able to probably see it clearly in your mind's eye, or you're going to just, maybe you can, and there's just a ton of obstacles. So belief structures are, are, in the mental realm, your belief structures are kind of like the fence of your of your psyche of that you can create your life from, right? Okay. The next part of the mental realm that I want to talk about is plans. And plans is an interesting thing because a lot of times uh, when it comes to plans, especially if you're creating something that you've never created before, you do not get to make a full plan before you start to execute. Um And a lot of times people's desire to have a full plan to know what they're doing before they start executing is a reason that they never get anywhere. They never take any action. They never do anything at all. So a lot of times when it comes to creating something you've never done, you're going to make a plan for step one. You're not going to know what step two is. You're not going to know until you get there, especially if you've never been down this road before. You have no idea what's coming. Um, but a lot. And so anyways, the idea that your plan would have to be fully, fully developed for you to start to take action on it is not true. But also your plans are going to be highly, highly influenced by both your judgments and your belief structure. So if you have, so sometimes when I listen to somebody tell me their plan, I'm like, what are you? you will take 49,000 steps to do this because why? And then they'll tell me the reasons. And I'm like, oh, you just have a belief structure here that's in the way that makes you feel like you need to go around it. You don't need to go around it. Let's just take that belief structure down. Right? So plans are going to, your plans and what actions you'll be able to take are going to be highly, highly influenced by your beliefs and by your judgments. And I'm going to give you, this is, this is not a perfect, perfect example, but I think it demonstrates well enough. So I'm going to tell you a story. So I have a client who, uh, well, she's a superintendent of schools. 
she's a very successful lady. She is wonderful. She's so smart. She's kind, sharp, right? And this lady grew up poor. And she believes that you have to wear, she believed that you have to work hard to make money. And so as she rose in her income level, she didn't feel like she was working harder enough. So she felt guilty. And so she would work harder and harder. So she, this woman, by the time she was my client, I mean, she was up at five answering emails, getting into her work before she's even had a pee, before she's even had her cup of coffee. And she would take evening meetings, um, you know, that don't end until 9, 30, 10 o'clock, right? Like council meetings and things like that. And when we really looked at how much she was working, Versus her pay, she was making the same amount per hour as she was, uh, as like two steps down, right? And so she didn't really take the raise. She just worked harder for it, right? Because her plan, even though it was to ascend, she didn't address those, those, uh, belief structures. And so that created a sense of tremendous guilt for her making this much money. And so she would just work and work and work to be able to be on the right side of her judgments around these ideas. Now, judgments are mental structures and they're closer to the identity. They're closer to right and wrong, good and bad, safe and dangerous. Most people have judgments. And then when we get down all the way, all the way, all the way to the bottom of it, it's, it generally is like judgments keep us safe. Our judgments show us how to navigate the world in a way that is both physically and socially safe, right? So physically, it would have been safe for her to work, you know, a regular 40 hours as in the, you know, as a superintendent. But socially, that felt very unsafe because socially she believed that she needed to work hard to be able to justify this. So her having much, much more than the people that she came from, than her her family community, you know, um, even the communities of the people that she served, that to her felt very socially unsafe. And so that that working put her okay to have that much. So she said, all right, well, if I'm working this hard, then I can justify having this much and it, it's okay, right? But if she wasn't working hard, she would be on the wrong side of her judgment and that would be separating her from the people um, that she loves. And that would really create a sense of social unsafety, right? So judgments keep us so your judgments are going to just more or less when we really get down to it, they're, they're going to keep you either physically safe, emotionally safe, or socially, socially safe. That's, that's the role of judgments. Now, sometimes we have judgments that need to change. Sometimes we have judgments that are wildly incongruent with the person that we want to become and, you know, the goals that we want to have, the way that we want to show up, the way that we want to serve, right? So judgments are a little bit different than belief structures, even though they're both belief structures. Judgments, in in my mind, in my world, judgments and belief structures are both mental structures. They're both, they're just both like a little wall built in your mind. But judgments are really about me and beliefs are really about the world. So if I just believe that the world is a wonderful place full of magic and kindness, that belief's not really about me, although it does impact my reality. If I believe that I need to be always kind to be okay or to be safe or to whatever, then that judgment is really impacts the way that I'm going to speak, I'm going to act, I'm going to feel, and um, I'm going to plan. So 
I'm going to just differentiate the two, even though again, even again, they're, they're really two different flavors of the same thing. Now, judgments really, really impact our emotional state because when, when we want to take action that would put us on the wrong side of our judgment, our emotions are going to get in the way. We're going to feel bad about it. Um, let's just say, for example, I said, Hey, your abundance practice for today is to go to Walmart and steal a can of tuna fish. You probably have a judgment against shoplifting. Most people do. So that's why I use it as an example. And you would probably be horrified. You would probably be like, not only am I not doing that, I'm not even going to listen to this lady anymore. She's a, she's crazy. Listen to her talk. She told me to go to Walmart, steal a can of tuna, right? Because that, that would put you on the wrong side of your judgment. So you're feeling your, your emotions are going to really get in the way. And it really comes down to, I mean, your physical safety, like your social safety and your emotional safety. Can you imagine the humiliation and the, the social repercussions of having your name in the newspaper as a grown person for stealing a 75 cent can of tuna? It'd be mortifying. You'd be horrified, right? And so your, that judgment is keeping you safe from those kind of things. And when we think about it a little bit further, that, you know, that judgment serves you, it helps you, you know, in in whatever way. So judgments, plans, beliefs, these are things that really, really, they're, they're mental structures that really impact the flow of energy that moves through us. And they, that really impacts how we show up in our relationship to goals, desires, to money, um, and to the actions that we would have to take to get that money. And so mindset is you can work on your mindset to change those kinds of things, right? Now, where this is cool is that sometimes your your mental space really impacts your emotional space. So let's just say, for example, you are in sales, but you feel like when you are selling, you're bothering people and you know that you don't like to be a bother because that is not emotionally probably safe, right? When we were kids, we didn't want to be annoying. We, we didn't get a great response for that. So that's not super socially safe. It's not super emotionally safe. And so that's going to add a layer of resistance when you go to make your sales calls. Those are things that you want to pay attention to in that mental realm. When we get into the emotional realm, your emotional states color how you feel about things. So your mental, your, you know, like if we were using a coloring book metaphor, your mental states are the lines and then the, the emotional states are the colors. And so we want to really get clear. How do we want to feel about this as we're doing it? And what emotional states are we going for? And what are we looking at? Because when, when we're trying to create wealth, there are some emotional states that really, really slow down the flow of money, guilt, shame, discouragement, disconnection, greediness, you know, un- unenthusiastic, right? All of that really f- slows down the flow of money. And there are some places that when we're emotionally, you know, in certain states, like again, enthusiasm, fulfillment, joy, service, um, eagerness, gratitude, appreciation, uh, plenty or abundance. Those places are really, really attractive to money when it comes to, um, when it comes to like our vibrational standpoint, our emotional standpoint. And sometimes our belief structures will cause certain 
emotional patterns. And sometimes our, our emotional patterns will actually cause certain belief structures. So how to navigate this is when you are really setting your goals, you want to be thinking not just about what do I want and how do I want to get there, but how do I want to feel? What are, what's the emotional state that I really want to have? And does it have to look exactly the way that I thought it did? And maybe it does, but maybe it doesn't. Um, so those are, those are some things. So when it comes to your emotional realms, the way to really shift those feelings is to just notice them, is to be aware of them, is just to feel into them. Um, because a lot of times your judgments are going to give you a good, or your feelings are going to give you a good indication of where your judgments are, where your beliefs are, when you're feeling really sticky or really resistant, you know, you have to really, that that's a good indication of what's going on there. Um, and a lot of times our emotions come with a tremendous amount of information that we can often just disregard. And the more that we are in tune with both what's going on in our mind and what's going on in our body, the more that we can get to the place where we can hear our impulses, hear our inspired actions, hear our intuition, and really take action in a way that is a little bit cleaner, a little bit less work, and really a little bit more toward those emotional states that we want. So um, I hope that this gave you some clarity on on what's going on in the mental realm and how that plays into what's going on in the emotional realm and how shifting your emotion really moves your point of attraction or shifting your mind really just shifts how energy flows through you, right? Like it, it just shifts on what you can see, what opportunities you can imagine, that kind of stuff. And um, give you some indication on what emotional states are are again, really slow down the flow of money, like shame, guilt, embarrassment, discouragement, um, fear slows down money, scarcity slows down money. Well, there's other states that really are much more conducive to wealth and a wealthy lifestyle. And so we want to balance those two things out because sometimes you can feel good just because you feel good and you don't necessarily need to change your mind. And we do want to be careful to notice that we're not changing our minds necessarily just to be able to change our states. Sometimes you can just drop into your body, be with your feelings, and um, maybe not have to do all the work of, you know, disassembling mental structures. And so I hope this was useful for you. Please share with a friend. Please leave me a review. I appreciate it. I love you. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. It was my pleasure and joy to talk with you today. Thank you for listening. If you found value in our conversation, I kindly ask you to share the show with a friend who deserves to unleash her financial power. Your feedback is so, so valuable to me. So please take a moment to leave a review. Together, we can amplify the message and bring more money into the hands of good women. For ongoing guidance and unwavering support on your financial journey, I invite you to join the Cash Confident community. Visit www.cashconfident.com slash join to become part of our powerful community of women where we uplift and inspire one another to reach new heights of financial success. Remember, you possess the power to shape your financial destiny. And with the Cash Confident podcast and the support of our remarkable community, you are unstoppable. Embrace your financial power, create the life you desire, and let's ignite a movement of cash confident women who are transforming the world. One dollar 
one decision at a time.